Welcome back to the Chocolate Bar. Our lives, our strength, our time. I'm Bree. I'm Dee. And we are coming to you live with episode 32. Woo-wee. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, 32. I know. We, we're Dude, we're middle-aged now as a podcast. Isn't that <laughs> Look crazy? At us. I know. Look at God. Um, so yeah, we missed you guys. And we um, are excited to chit chat with you tonight. We wanted to just kind of talk about some real cool, helpful, chill stuff. Um, but before we get to that, of course, we need to catch up with y'all. And so y'all can catch up with us. So what have you been up to Miss D? That's a really good question. Um, you always say that <laughs> because I really don't know I feel like I go through these cycles where everything is happening and then there's nothing and then I'm just hanging out and I'm chilling and I'm doing nothing and I'm just like living life uh let's see what what is really going on I'm trying to find a meet to do this year mm-hmm. um there Georgia is very strange we're one extreme or the other mm-hmm. we either have everything lined up or nothing ah and the and right now everybody seems to be dropping meats like announcing meats that are all very very close to right now yeah and i would prefer to i am not a person and i think we've talked about this on the podcast i am not a yolo kind of person right i know there are a lot of people who could just no coach no peak process no nothing and just jump in there in a singlet and do a meet i am not that person that's not your ministry that would result in a high level of anxiety and i probably would forget how to lift that is just who I am. I have been an athlete long enough to know this. So I am hoping that someone has something far enough out that I can jump into closer to late summer, early fall, because mm-hmm. this whole it's March and you're announcing for June 1st thing isn't really working for me. Right. <laughs> so um, and it seems like, I, you know, I am not really well versed in the sort of political aspects of um, powerlifting and the different federations and stuff. I mean, that's kind of purposeful and kind of just because I just really don't pay that much attention. But it seems like, and maybe we can discuss this on a, on a different episode, but it seems like there are a lot of like, there's a lot of moving around in terms of, you know, athletes or promoters that were affiliated with one federation that have defected and moved to another. And sometimes it just seems like, Oh, you know, moving around or it's in, but sometimes it seems a little acrimonious. And um, I've noticed that, it seems like with a couple of meets out your way. So I didn't know if this was like some kind of new epidemic or has there always been sort of like this, you know, infighting kind of like bodybuilding, you know, natural versus not like what, what is like, what is that about? My limited understanding, because much like you, I try to stay out of the politics of things. Right. I think from what I saw and what I know and what I've seen, Georgia has been a predominantly USAPL federation state mm-hmm. as far as powerlifting is concerned even now mm-hmm. the vast majority of the meets per year are usapl right but we did recently uspa is growing here so people i think are experimenting to see how they feel about uspa as i'm sure everybody sees on social media right there's always that back and forth between what's the gold standard and what's the best fed i just yeah. say do whatever works for you exactly if you need to experiment experiment but i know here in atlanta a lot of the bigger meets tend to be usapl meets mm-hmm. so uh, that's, I, I, you know, I think a lot of people here default to that unless they're wanting to go out of state to do something else. Right. Speaking of, I am going to be, 
attending a USPA meet this weekend. So number one, mm. if, there are, if there's anyone listening who is a chocolate bar listener who has yet to meet me, um, I will be there cheering on Amy Sam. Mm. I feel like she's our invisible podcast host. I talk about her all the time because I spend all my training time with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she is doing a meet as well as another girl from my gym who I want to say her instagram name is lifts and flips but i might have that backwards she's a former gymnast she still has she still has all her super mega gymnasty stuff going on too so she and amy both are in my gym and they are both competing this weekend so i'm going to go cheer them on so that'll be my first real um as far as people i know exposure to uspa most of the people i know here who lift who powerlift are usapl lifters so it will be interesting to see how another meet runs right there are only maybe one or two other very 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 small feds Mm -hmm. here in georgia Mm -hmm. tennessee south carolina i want to say tennessee and south carolina and maybe even north carolina have a few other things in the mix that we don't have here so Mm -hmm. i do hear about other feds but i don't know a lot so again listeners who know of other federations that are driving distance from atlanta um let me know reach Mm -hmm. out to me so i can check out some other feds get some you know exposure to some other things so that's what's going on as far as powerlifting is concerned uh trying to i squatted today for real for the first time in probably I want to say nine months, eight months. Yay, I saw that. I have, it's now been more than 12 hours. I have not had any back spasms. I can still walk. um, That's awesome. That's been my fear. The last time I squatted, I spent the rest of my day having back spasms and my Mm -hmm. hamstrings were seized up. So the fact that I'm walking and sitting upright and there have been no back spasms and it's been 12 hours. It's a blessing. Is a really good sign. Mm -hmm. Um, my goal now is still and we've talked a lot about being realistic and goal setting and things like that right now my goal is just to kind of get back to the point where i can put 200 pounds on the bar and know that i can get down and get back up i am Mm -hmm. not worried about i'm still not worried about being some big competitive squatter there are other there i just wanted to get past this injury that's kept me from squatting altogether uh but i I knew when I had my hysterectomy that there were issues that could complicate squatting as a lifelong thing. So I, again, I don't know that I'll ever see 300 pounds or more on the bar for a squat. Uh, right now, I'm just trying to get to the point where I can right. squat and not be at work wanting to go to the hospital <laughs> uh, four or five hours later. So uh, there's that. And I've been working. I actually think my boss or my on-site boss at my job Uh, or my team lead or whatever Mm -hmm. the appropriate term is i think she has discovered our podcast so um elizabeth if you're listening hi oh wow (laughs) um give her a shout out because she she's she's super cool we had a great lunch one day and we were talking about podcasts and it all came up and she's into weightlifting she's actually a weightlifting fan i don't know that she lifts but she's into it so oh wow cool so she's listening hey um i always like that new listeners and i don't know that there is anything else really cool no news is good news yeah i that i really that's it i'm chilling the dogs are chilling life Mm -hmm, is good mm -hmm. i work and that's that cool 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 i am happy to hear that um you and yours you and yours yeah all is well i you know it's funny i was thinking about this earlier and i really can't think of anything particularly uh, I mean, well, that's not true. There, there, there were one or two exciting things. But generally speaking, um, all's quiet on the Western Front. Um, still sort of in the same pre-prep, pre-meat prep 
sort of um, programming block, which is, you know, been good and been okay. Um, the nutrition part is just not... <laughs> not your ministry? Not going well. <laughs> it is not your ministry It's right just now. not going well. Like, I, you know, I was telling my girlfriend yesterday, I said, I don't, you know, I, I feel like Stella. I'm like, I just can't get my groove back. And it's not that I don't know what to do. It's not that I just can't... Like, it's one of those things where I'm, you know, I'm not necessarily satisfied with where I am like in terms of I guess aesthetics or kind of you know my weight and not not just aesthetics but even like you know I've been doing more I'm getting I've been getting back more into CrossFit like I didn't officially do the CrossFit Open but I did you know uh, most of the wads and I mean let me tell you I was feeling every little extra pound <laughs> so even for performance reasons I'm kind of like eh, I'd like to shave down a little bit I just can't like I want to do something, but then I just don't really give enough of a shit to really do what I need to do, right? So I'm just trying to figure all that out. And I mean, you know, I go back and forth between, yo, it's okay. It's fine where you are and, you know, don't worry about it. And, you know, when you're ready, you're ready. And then between that and just like, my pants don't fit, like, it's a mess. So I actually have a therapy appointment tomorrow, so I'm going to bring that up so I can just figure out what's going on. So there's, it's, it's, and it's usually something other than what the thing is, right? So I just need to get to the bottom of sort of what is either making me anxious or making me, you know, sort of resist kind of doing some of the things that I need to do. But I mean, again, you know, I just kind of deal with it from day to day. Um, I tested my new Maxes yesterday Fun. in the gym. So that was pretty cool. I was actually pleasantly surprised because um, I felt like towards the end of the last programming block, I was like, this is not, it was like, okay, you know, five by fives. And I was like, no, two by twos, you know. So um, I was really surprised that, you know, I, I had felt like I made some progress. So Yay. I was very happy about that. And so, of course, I had to, you know, use those numbers as sort of a new, my new, um, you know, base for, for the second block of programming before I start the meat prep. So tomorrow's squats, and that's going to be really interesting. But, um, you know, it's all, all is well, family's doing well. So one fun thing I did um, was last weekend, I actually had a slumber party with about four girlfriends. Um, and we stayed over another girlfriend's house who bought this amazingly beautiful house on the water because why not? Um, so we were all over there and I mean, literally it hit me at one point where I was like, this is like a waiting to exhale. Like, you know, a bunch of 40 something bitches sitting around, you know, sadly trying to smoke weed and eat edibles. Like it was a mess, but anyway, we had fun. So, um, did that last weekend, um, this weekend, I guess, yeah, by the time y'all hear this, so it's Easter Sunday, um, my son's actually going to his grandmother's house for a few days and my husband's going out of town. So I'll have the house to myself. So that'll be fun. And, um, oh, and, and like you next weekend, I'm actually going to a powerlifting meet to support, um, my girlfriend Candace. Hey girl. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about that. It is a USAPL meet, but but um, it's just a different one. And, you know, she, again, was instrumental in helping me in December when I did my first meet. So I was absolutely excited to return the favor. So I'll get to be her handler for the day. So I'm um, looking forward to that. But yeah, other than that, girl, just in work is work. You know how it is. I'm just, you know, just trying to do the make it do what it do. So um, anyway, so I, you know, 
as far as tonight's episode is concerned, so I think one of the things, um, you know, as an athlete, um, a worker outer, whatever you call yourself, whether a worker outer, (laughs) whether you're just kind of getting your feet wet or, you know, a little bit more advanced, like one of the things that you sort of learn, at least I have along this journey is, you know, each time that you go through an experience, you pull things from that to make you um, a better athlete. So, you know, if you're doing a meat prep, there's always things that you see or you saw in your meat prep from the other side that you can say, wow, that worked really well for me. So I'm going to add that to, you know, my arsenal or, you know, I probably shouldn't have done that. So you're making mental notes, right? And, you know, kind of the buzzword nowadays in life is about hacks, you know, whatever kind of hacks, life hacks, you know, shit to make like your life easier. So um, we thought it might be interesting to talk a little bit about just some of the, you know, hacks sort of surrounding what we do, you know, whether it's, you know, the strength training part, whether it's the time management part, whether it's the nutrition part, um, you know, to share some of those tips that, you know, we have found to be particularly helpful for us to make, you know, you always talk about training smarter and not necessarily harder. So stuff like that. So anyway, I thought we could jump right into that. And I didn't really have a particular, you know, order or rhyme or reason um, as to which ones we, you know, talk about first. So, you know, just throw one out there and then we'll just kind of go from there. Oh, (laughs) let's see. You know, I think most of my hacks, I was sitting here thinking about this when we decided this was going to be our topic. And I think almost all of my hacks have come as a result of having a job. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And not having, especially in the last however many months I've been at my new job where I don't work from home every day anymore. So I actually have to leave my house and see human beings. Right. So I think in terms of training hacks, one of the things that's worked well for me, and as you said, this is not something that works for everybody, but it's what's worked for me in terms of training. I have had to get really good at focusing on picking one. Well, first of all, even with me just doing bench and deadlift, Mm -hmm. I focus on my big lift and I pick maybe two and anyone who's programming for me picks one or two really good accessory exercises for me to focus on Mm -hmm. as opposed to especially back in bodybuilding or power building, which is what I guess I was doing for a while where I would do the main exercise and then do like 75,000 sets of every other accessory work known to man. Now, again, if you have certain goals that may not work for you, Mm -hmm. but for me right now in terms of training, if I want to get lots of accessory work in, I have to think in terms of supersets. Um, But usually right now, my big thing is I need to focus on my big lifts. I get stronger. Right. I I've learned for me that especially with bench, I get stronger benching by bench by benching. Right, so, right. Some yeah. people are oh, I get stronger because of my accessory work. It has been after a year and a half or so of training bench, at least my bench only gets stronger when I bench constantly. Right. Mm-hmm. So and I think my deadlifts tend to lean the same way. My squats are a little bit more flexible, I think, but in terms of now having very limited time, my best impact, and if you want to call this a hack, I think it's definitely a shortcut, if nothing else, mm-hmm. is to maximize my strength output and, you know, the, the work on the strength stuff f- for my big lift and then 
pick like the two hardest accessories I can mm-hmm. think of and work the living hell out of those. Right. As opposed right. to, so it's a bang for your buck kind of thing as opposed right. to right. let me do, I know back in the day, if you look at my old training logs, I would have, okay, I'm going to squat and then I'm going to do one legged squats and then mm-hmm. I'm going to do mm-hmm. close standing squats and then I'm going to do sumo squats and then I'm going to do a one legged leg press and then I'm going to get sideways in the leg press and do the sideways leg press and right. then I'm going to do walking lunges and then I'm going to do the leg extent. Oh girl, I'm tired I, already. I can't do that anymore. I'm old and mm-hmm. I have a job. Mm-hmm. I'm employed and, I, and I'm old and my body won't recover from that anymore. Right. But I, I definitely think the biggest thing that's come out of me having limited time is learning to pick and be smart about what will help me the most and mm-hmm. to pick mm-hmm. limited things. Supersets are my best friends. Yesterday, I just, in the name of time and getting some cardio and I was doing really fast paced walking lunges in between sets of, of bench lockouts, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think you just, you have to know how your body works. Um, right. But I do think that's probably in terms of efficiency, the best thing I've ever done okay. is learning okay. to pick valuable yeah. things. Yeah. I think it, it, and you know, I, I hear this word thrown around a lot. Um, and you know, whether it be again, the training aspect or the nutritional aspect, but I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, you, you always find yourself having to prioritize certain things because you just can't do everything right. Um, you know, whether you have a full-time job and a family or you're in school or, you know, you're, you know, doing other things you there will come a point in time when you know you you're just not going to have enough hours in the day to get things done so i think that's definitely kind of become a key sort of theme for me with respect to you know training is is prioritizing so um to that end um one of the things that i have found that works for me and you could call this a mental hack or a training hack um i guess is that And I think we all have that one lift or that one thing that we just do not like to do. Right. Um, For me, and I'm I won't even I'm trying to change my my uh, reframe it. So I don't I don't dislike benching, but it's not my one of my stronger lifts. And I find that it is better for me to do that earlier in the week. Right. So, you know, and of course, you know, when you're working with a coach, you kind of have to work within the constraints of how things are given to you. But, you know, I find for me, if I can program, you know, heavy bench like Monday or Tuesday, I tend to fare better um, than if it's towards the end of the week. Um, Just because if it's towards the end of the week, every day I'm like, fuck, I got a bench on Friday. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And I almost consider it like, okay, if you, you know, plow through your bench and get it done, then you can do the stuff that's fun for more fun for you and you look forward to it. So so it's almost like a reward system. So that's just kind of a little mental game I play with myself to, you know, make sure I get it done and make sure that, um, you know, I put everything into it because it's like, okay, you got to, you know, you got to come through so you can get to, you know, squatting, which I love and deadlifting, which I love. So that's one of the things is to sort of prioritize probably the least favorite thing first. Your mileage may vary. Um, I just know for me, and even with at work, like if I know I have something particularly heinous I need to do at work, I try to do that first thing in the morning just because I'm a little bit more alert um, and I'm a little bit more like, I guess, focused than I am like as I'm getting ready to go home. So um, uh, that's one of the things that I typically try to do. On that same vein though, this is something else that I was thinking about that I found to be really helpful. So, okay, 
let's say and and this is for folks that you know uh, may not be at like a powerlifting gym or you know if whatever your particular sport du jour is and you are training somewhere that isn't specifically geared towards that or it's just like a busy day and everybody's using all the things that you need to use. So what I ended up doing was, um, cause I had found that this was happening quite a bit, like on leg day, everybody wanted to do legs. So, you know, all the accessory movements that I needed to do, everybody else was doing them too. Um, so I basically went through and created kind of a list of alternative or sort of equal movements to whatever accessory movement I needed to do. So let's say it's leg day and I know that I'm supposed to be doing, you know, um, ham curls, um, you know, leg press, blah, 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 blah. And like all the things are, you know, taken. Well, I can either stand there like a jackass and be mad and waste time, <laughs> you know, or leave in a huff, or I can just be like, okay, well, I'll do this instead. So I don't know why that didn't even occur to me. I'd said something to my coach about it. I was like, well, what happens if someone is this is using and I need to do this? And he was like, didn't do something else. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, um, so anyway, so like, for example, you know, on those days where, um, you know, I need to do like, uh, I don't know, uh, hamstring curl or something like that, laying down hamstring curl, you know, you can do seated curls or, you know, if you, I had an injury, um, with my hamstring or it was really a strain, I guess. And it was really bothering me to do hamstring curls. So I started doing split leg, um, split leg squats, right? Um, and so it's really helpful to kind of have that list so I'm not wasting time or, you know, I'm not entirely skipping parts of my workout because either the equipment's not there or it's too busy. And you can do that with upper body too, certainly. But yes. I always think it just makes a lot of sense to already have that at the ready before you go train because you just never know what's going to happen when you get there. And I think sometimes, particularly if we're working with coaches, we tend to get so like caught up in the specific details and the specific order that we are paralyzed if we can't do things that way. Yes. And, you know, I, I know, you know, at least with my coach and I think others too, it really, it, it, it's almost like the destination is sort of what matters the most. So how you get there isn't necessarily quite as important, if that makes sense. So, you know, if I have to do, and obviously you don't want to do that every day, but, you know, if I have to substitute, you know, bench dips with, you know, weighted dips or assisted dips, then it's not like life isn't going to end. So I think developing that ability to have some to be flexible and to be prepared, um, you know, and, and have a contingency plan is always really helpful. And it keeps you being efficient and sort of keeps you moving forward. Well, on a related hack, actually, almost exactly the same hack. One of the things that happened when I moved over to a strength and conditioning gym is that I lost access to, I would say, 98% of the machines that I had when I was in a commercial gym. Mm -hmm. We have my gym has expanded. So there are a lot more options now than there were when I started. But one of the things that has become really valuable, and I think if you, especially if you're a power lifter and mm -hmm. you are doing accessory work, even in a commercial gym, invest in a good set of bands because mm -hmm. there are so many exercises that you can mimic right. with bands that you, especially things like you do on the cable machines and some of the, um, like the leg curl. I never thought about this until I saw a guy at my gym do this. He needed a leg curl machine at the time. We didn't have one. Now we have like five variations mm -hmm, on leg curl machines, mm -hmm. but back then we didn't. He took one of the heavier with bands with more tension and he tied it to the back of the bench 
and he hmm. crawled his way out and he laid down and he was doing curls that way with the band wrapped around his ankle really and it was the same and watching him i mean this is a big strong guy this is not some you know little dude who can't who doesn't lift this is right a big dude big strong dude and he was getting the same he said it was enough of a benefit for him because he used one of the thickest bands with the most tension mm-hmm. and he slowed the movement a little bit and between those two things so messing with the tempo and the tension on the band he was able to still get his leg curls in without having to go clear across town to yeah someplace with a leg curl machine so i and i've watched people we have we have um a lat pull down machine at our gym mm-hmm. but there's only one and there are days where there are several of us who need it that's something else you can mimic with bands or yeah. with a cable machine if you have a cable machine you mm-hmm. can do that so i think sometimes thinking logically through the exercises especially your accessory work yeah and thinking about ways you can mimic them with bands thinking about how if it's an exercise like a lat pull down machine you don't actually need the lat pull down machine right. to do a lat pull down right. you might have to be a little creative about how you're using one of those other cable machines or how you're using the bands but there are these other options so i think I would tell anybody if you're in a gym that doesn't have their own range of bands like our gym has Mm -hmm. every band ever made ever but if you're in a commercial gym and you don't always want to wait for someone i would say at least invest in the bands keep them in your in your gym bag so that if you need the leg curl or you need the leg extension and it doesn't exist you can maybe rig something up Mm -hmm. using your Mm -hmm. bands Mm-hmm. So that's that's another one of those a very similar hack is just knowing how bands work and things you can ways to use them to your advantage when you don't always have what you need. Yeah, yeah, and I, and and sort of to that same point, um, and you know, some people may or may not agree with me um, because you know I think <clears throat> one of the things that we talk about a lot is you know making sure that um, you know these sports are inclusive and you know they take into account everyone's personal situation. You know, not everybody you know has sort of unlimited resources to pour into strength training, especially when they're getting started. But I, I. For me, I found that sort of accumulating some things that you may or may not find in your gym, like you said, but like your own personal set has really, again, been such a time saver for me. So, for example, um, you know, there have definitely been mornings when I've, you know, I'm bleary eyed. I'm like, oh, I squat today. And I go in and I'm like, I spend literally 10 to 15 minutes looking for fucking bar clips it drives me (laughs) insane like i just it is just irritating you know and so i'm you know walking around i'm walking back and forth i'm wasting energy so i finally just bought some bought some bar clips off of i mean off of um, amazon of course and i mean literally they were ten dollars and they're pink and they're perfect and you know what it literally i go i get to the rack I slip them shits on and I'm ready to go. I don't have to spend all that time trying to find stuff. So little things like that, and you can usually find them relatively inexpensively. Um, again, can I think kind of help your lifting experience a little bit. You know, some people, I guess, who call themselves purists, poo-poo at that kind of stuff. But listen, if it's going to make my life easier and allow me to you know, kind of progress a little bit more quickly, then I don't really give a damn. But yeah, so I have my own bar clips now. I ended up, I think actually on your recommendation, I bought some fractional weights 
because yes. not every gym that I go to has, you know, the correct increments. And I'm like, and maybe that makes me, you know, uh, lame. But I was like, listen, if the prescribed weight is 250 and I got to jump up to 275, we not doing that. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's great to have fractional weights so I can kind of make those small increments, especially with bench where I tend to find that my jumps and weight are a lot smaller than, you know, what, what would be with um, squats or deadlifts. So as you, if you can start to accumulate those little things and just keep them on your person, then you don't have to worry about it. You know, having your own little thing of chalk, you know, stuff like that. It just makes your life a little bit easier. It makes things go a little bit more quickly and helps to kind of keep you organized. Speaking of those kinds of hacks and those kinds of things, I know while we're talking about the idea of being mindful of people's financial situation, Mm -hmm. you can actually, if you're patient and handy enough, I am not handy enough. Mm -hmm. There are articles, if you Google enough, um, I've seen articles on how to make your own fractional weights, like what you'd need from Home Depot to make that happen. Oh, wow. No, Um, I did not know that. There's also, there are also several different quote unquote recipes for how to make your own liquid chalk to take Mm. to the gym. Because as you know, if you're in a commercial gym, you're not bringing in a block of chalk in most places. Oh girl, I would blow myself up. Are there chemicals involved? (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's just rubbing alcohol. Oh, okay. I don't think there's anything too crazy it but there 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 are recipes on the internet Um, most powerlifting groups you can probably post it and usually someone can either link you to it or will know where it is uh brie and i will try to find it and and post it in the notes but there are a lot of these these tiny things that we end up i know fractional plates tend to be a little pricey yeah uh there are ways to kind of make your own or you know get close to making your own or make something Mm -hmm. useful so those are those are the kinds of things that you can think about is sometimes google i have found all kinds of how how to make x or y Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on google now like i said i am the least handy person on earth i am completely i am missing the part of my brain that allows me to process what you do with glue and scissors and saws and things Mm -hmm. like that so Mm -hmm. you don't want me making anything for right but if finances are a concern i think it's worth it if the supplies to make said object are cheaper than the object themselves mm-hmm. and you are the kind of person who is handy, it is well worth yeah. the Google. And also you actually, and I meant I, I slipped up because I was, I, I purchased the ones that I got from Amazon, but I actually did look at some on eBay and they actually had some really good deals. Um, the ones I ended up getting, um, I, I chose to go that way because I just, they, you know, girl, Amazon prime, they were at my house the next day and I have no patience, but, um, you know, definitely check scour eBay for that kind of stuff. Cause you can always find pretty much anything off eBay that you could probably find on Amazon and usually at a discounted rate. So that's another, um, resource you can use if you want to, you know, kind of build up your own cache of stuff to have, um, and, you know, for, for yourself and on that same on that same tip. So this, I think, hack speaks more to, you know, kind of I'm a big believer in advanced preparation and sort of preparing, you know, always having a backup like that's just my thing. It makes my life so much easier. You know, I'm constantly on the go with my husband and my son. I'm you know always in and out of my car and I forget things all the time. So. Um, one of the other things that I've started doing, um, two things. So number one, um, I keep a full set of workout stuff complete with shoes, socks and shoes, um, in my car, in my trunk. 
Um, and it just, it, it just makes my life easier because inevitably, you know, I've had mornings where I'm like, oh, I got to get dressed at the gym today or, oh, I got to, you know, um, you know, change clothes at the gym today and I forgot one shoe or left my sports bar or something. <laughs> so having something always in my car just makes life easier for me so that I know, you know, if something comes up, then I have it. And I'm, that includes a set of gym clothes, um, you know, whatever toiletries I might need if I need to, you know, change at the gym um, and extra stuff. So like an extra cheap set of headphones, if my headphones die, uh, extra set of, you know, a little thing of batteries in case, you know, something that needs batteries dies, a charger. Like I have a little bag that I just throw in the car and it just stays in there. I never take it out. Um, and so again, I've, I've found that that has been a huge time saver for me. That's really smart. I should, yes. I should, I should try that sometime. I'm not that smart. I, <laughs> I really am not. Um, I think I, I'm spoiled. I admit I'm spoiled. I'm single. I have nobody to prioritize except two four-legged animals and myself. Right. So <laughs> there are a lot of things like that that I'm just lazy about because I live five minutes from my gym. Mm-hmm. I live seven minutes from my job. Yeah. I am in quite possibly the best situation. It would take pretty much the situation that happened last year when that highway bridge burned down for, right, 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 for, right, me, right. for me to have a really rough time between the gym but one of the things that I have found myself doing for those of us who are early risers if you are not inclined to be as advanced prepare as top of your advanced preparation as Brie is what I do what I have found myself doing is I don't leave and I don't know if you want to call this a hack I think it is it's become a hack for me mm-hmm. I don't leave anything to chance in the sense that there is nothing that I do that occurs after I leave the gym other than coming home showering getting dressed and leaving for work Mm -hmm. so there is no and putting on my makeup and things like that but there is no packing my lunch before I go to the office that's done right Um, there is no picking my outfit that's done yes there's no oh where's my lotion that's done my my eye makeup I you you guys who've been following my Instagram lately know that I have a problem with makeup I love it it's my favorite thing in the world I Mm -hmm. pick out my eye my eye makeup colors because I change that almost every day yeah I pick that out the night before so the only the palettes that I need they're there um everything that I'm going to use after I walk in the door when I get back from the gym Mm -hmm. all of that is there and done like nothing there is no flexibility Uh, people think I'm insane but having everything laid out means that if something does go wrong I already know it's wrong right (laughs) I see it pretty early on and it leaves me with a lot of time to like the other week I went and put on a sweater that I had just taken out of the washing machine as far as I knew it was fine I put it on and I lifted my arm and I was like oh hey that's my armpit in Mm -hmm. the sweater that's a big Mm -hmm. hole okay and that because I didn't I don't leave anything else to chance I still had a full 10 minutes right to find a a different a completely different outfit so the hack part here is knowing and really again Brie will tell you I am super type a about my planner and my schedule Mm -hmm. but I think learning to at the very least if you want to call it packaging things yes learning to package things is quite possibly as much as it doesn't sound like a hack it is yes because only you know what it is you need every day. Yep. And you learning to package that in such a way that literally you walk in the house and it's like, there are my pants, there are my yep. shoes, there's my soap, there's my face, you know? Like, yeah. That's- and, and it just, I mean, that is the best way to set yourself up for, for success, especially if you are in the process of 
you know, you're creating a new habit, whether, like I said, it's you're kind of getting into strength training for the first time or, you know, you're deciding you want to, you know, you want to delve a little deeper into CrossFit, like creating habits is really how you, you know, kind of get to the point where you're meeting your goals. And I know we've talked about this before on different episodes and in different capacities, but, you know, motivation's bullshit. Yep, um, sure it's an, it is. It's an emotion, right? Um, sometimes you're motivated and sometimes you're not. And that is when habits take over. Um, and to that end, um, I never thought about this because I train in the morning, so it's not necessarily relevant to me. But one of my coworkers, Um, I happen to, you know, we don't normally leave the office at the same time, but we happen to, I think I was staying a little later that day. And so we happened to be leaving at the same time and she was in her workout stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and I'm like, well, she didn't wear that to work. And um, I said, I don't even know how we get into the subject about, you know, just kind of training and, and, you know, sort of being disciplined and things like that. And she said, yeah, she said, I find that um, because she can only train in the evenings and she literally has to pass her house to get to the gym. Girl. So that's another issue. But anyway, yeah. So she has to pass and it's not by a lot, but it's enough. She has to pass her house to go to the gym after a good hour commute. And, you know, on those days where she said she would just be like, I'm not doing this. Fuck this. Because the thought of actually driving to the gym, getting a parking space, going inside and then having to change clothes. She said it was just too much. She said, so now I just change at work. She said, for me, you know, part of that is, listen, you're already dressed. All you got to do is just drive and park. She said it just makes it so much easier for me to get there during the week on those days when I've had a particularly day, hard day at work or, you know, I've had to stay later than I had anticipated and like going home and then leaving again is just not going to happen. So for those of you who, you know, again, maybe train after work, that might be something to consider. And again, it might mean, you know, either bringing an outfit with you in the morning or just keeping an outfit or a couple of outfits and then just kind of replenishing them weekly in your office. Girl, I got everything in my yes. office. I got snacks. I got food. Um, but if you have the ability to do that, that, again, might be a way to save yourself some time, mentally kind of move you towards that, you know, flipping that switch to get into training mode without having to go home and see your couch and see your, you know, significant other and your puppy and you want to cuddle and then you're sitting on the couch, you know, snarfing down a pine of halo top, right? Which isn't a bad thing, but you know, if you have to be at the gym. Yeah. (laughs) So that's, you know, that's definitely something to think about, you know, anything that you can do to, you know, just kind of shave some time off between, you know, where you need to be and where you are now. And that's the same thing, you know, whether it's having that extra set of clothing in your car at, you know, work at your, you know, at your booze house, at your mama's house, like it just, you know, and obviously, like I said, I know we're not all rolling where we can have 95 different pairs of Converse at people's house. Houses, but at least having those other things will make it will make it easier for you to kind of stay in the habit that you've created. It's funny. We actually do have a woman that is on my floor. She sits right by my desk and she does go to the gym every day after work. And it's the funniest thing because she comes to work dressed to the nines. I think she is the only person who wears more makeup to work than I do. And she comes dressed to the nines and she disappears every day, right about four o'clock and comes right back to her desk. And she is in workout clothes. Makeup is gone. Looks like a completely different person. But 
if that's what it takes for her to get there and she yep. she says she doesn't even depend on herself to bring the clothes to the office every day right she brings all five outfits yep on monday and they sit in that office because she said if i have to rely on myself to bring these things yep. to this office every day i will leave them and then i'm going home yeah so and while we're know on the thyself. subject of that after work workout thing if you can hack your way into a gym that you have to drive by every day before you get home hack your yeah. way into that yeah because i think that's i know i had for a really long time i was when i was still doing more of a emergency detail constant shift changing kind of a job mm -hmm. i definitely had to pass the gym on the way home and that is the only reason i ever went was because right. i felt like an asshole being like oh hey there's the gym but i'm going home right <laughs> right right um so there's that i think it's also really important especially for newer lifters and people i think when you're in school it's really important to do this too i know i had to do this to myself a lot in grad school find an alarm um for your phone probably an app of some kind not one that's built into your phone mm -hmm. that is really obnoxious about reminding you of things because i know what will happen what used to happen to me a lot especially when i was in grad school i would get to work on a paper and know that i need to go to the gym and i would intend to go to the gym and i wasn't necessarily on some tight deadline or anything like that but i would just get caught up and not be paying attention right and the next thing you know the gym is about to close so now i'm not going to the gym so i learned that i had to and back then that was before apps were i'm right. aging myself <laughs> but um i was before apps were a big deal like they are now yeah. so i just had to use my regular alarm but there are all kinds of productivity apps mm -hmm. out there that will help mm -hmm. you hack at your productivity and your timing I strongly recommend those for just making sure that you're on schedule um, a related hack to the kind of the scheduling thing and the keeping on time with your time schedule. If you're a person like me, I get sucked into the internet. I, at any given moment, probably have like six different browser windows open mm -hmm. with five tabs mm -hmm. in each of them. And almost all of them are makeup and clothing uh, and Amazon, thanks to Brie. And I have had to use in the past especially at home when i'm doing things that are important there are extensions for your browsers there are apps you can put on your phone to not allow you to get on facebook or not allow you to access certain websites for more than a certain number of minutes at a time so mm -hmm. that you can focus so if you are one who is in school or you're you've got a job where you work from home and you know that you need to keep to a certain schedule to be able to hit the gym take advantage of those kinds of things those those are somebody's already hacked it for you you just have right. to enact the hack mm -hmm. like, you just enact the hack i like that you just have to find the one that works best yeah. for you and use that to your advantage because i was amazed when i put one of those things on my browser i don't use it anymore because i no longer work from home so mm -hmm. i work somewhere where they monitor everything we do on the internet right. so <laughs> you're i'm way less likely to get sucked into online shopping but when i was working from home it was really easy to kind of between calls you know oh let me just check for this one thing that i know i need to buy and the next mm -hmm. thing you know 45 minutes has passed and you've bought yourself a new car on the internet right, or something. right. Yeah. so i had when, i was amazed at how much time and how much more ju not just workout time but just lifetime mm -hmm. i had when i started doing things to limit how much time i could spend on facebook Mm -hmm. and limit how much time i could just spend miscellaneously browsing the internet right so there are tons of tons and tons and tons of apps and extensions that will let you do that if you are an easily distracted person 
pay a visit to those and see which yes. one works for you. Yes. <laughs> we yes. will try to list some of those in Yeah, I was going to say, notes. if you have any suggestions, we'll, you know, we can, we can yep. put some of those yep. in the show notes. I cannot remember names off the top of my head right now, but we will definitely list those in the show notes okay. for you guys. Um, so the next half, it, it's kind of a two-parter, but it, it, um, it really addresses the same thing. So two things. Um, so the first thing is I happened to be in the gym one day and um, there was a girl training and I, you know, saw her right away because she was, you know, definitely doing the three lifts and you could tell she was not like a cardio bunny or whatever. So she was in the rack. And so there was at one point she had like, you know, and I saw her walk it out. So it was obviously a weight that was fine for her. Definitely was not anything that was particularly heavy. And I saw her actually bail on the weight. So the first time I saw it, I was kind of like, oh, shit, okay, maybe her knee buckle or something. I didn't really, you know, I didn't, I didn't bother or whatever. And she, you know, kind of got herself together, got the weight, put it back, whatever. Um, and then she did it again. And again, the weight hadn't changed. And like I said, it was clear that it was not like a super heavy weight. So I just kind of meandered over. I was like, are you, are you okay? And she said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, I'm just practicing um, how to bail out of a lift. And I yes. was like, Oh, really? And she said, yeah. And she said, you know, I said, that's really interesting. I never thought about that. And she said, well, you know, I just feel like I don't want to wait until it is actually critical for me to know how to bail out of a lift to bail out of a lift. She said, so by me getting comfortable with doing that now, you know, when it does eventually happen, I won't freak out and, and yes. potentially hurt myself. Yes. And I just thought that was the most brilliant shit yes. ever. Like, I was yes. like, wait, what? So, and I know for a lot of people who, again, are, you know, either newer to, um, you know, uh, the barbell or maybe not even new and just kind of have a phobia. It's, it's like one of those things where, you know, until you learn how to, f- how to fall or take a hit, you're always going to be afraid yep. of that. Yes. Um, and so being able to practice that and know how to do it beforehand, I think is a really, really great, um, thing to do so like I actually had had the experience where I had to bail out of a bench and you know it wasn't that it was necessarily way way too heavy but I was just tired and I was like I'm gonna crush my larynx so (laughs) I definitely wish that you know I had kind of done the same thing but now I know how to do it because I've practiced this a couple of times and typically if it's a challenging weight but I think you may have even told me this but like not you know if it's a challenging weight not not like like you know prohibitively heavy or a lighter weight I don't ever use clips when I bench because then I know that if I need to I can slide the weights off the bar and get out of it um and I again I had never thought about that before I can't remember who told me that so um that's the first thing and then the second part of that is and this was something that I learned from my meet and also um just kind of talking to some different people One of the things you really want to make sure you know how to do, especially if you are training to do a powerlifting meet or whether it be a CrossFit meet or strongman meet or whatever, is that you want to practice how you play. So whatever you plan to incorporate in on the actual day, you need to start practicing that. And I think that's where a lot of folks maybe stumble a little bit when they're getting forward to their first meet um, or getting close to their first meet. So for me... How this came into play was, and I think I told this story before, um, you know, I got to my meet and, you know, I had actually been, you know, the last 
couple of weeks, I had been um, training in my singlet. I had been training in the wraps that I was going to use the day of. I had been training in the shoes that I planned to wear. I had been trained, you know, pretty much replicating every little thing. What I did not do <laughs> was practice with someone giving me a lift off um, with bench. And that's because I usually would be solo when I bench. So I, it just never occurred to me to get a lift off. And again, because it was weight that was challenging, but not anything that I felt, you know, like I couldn't do. But the problem is this, and this is something you don't necessarily realize while it's going on. Walking out of weight, unloading and unloading plates, doing a self handoff, you expend so much precious energy doing that, that, you know, if you're already tired, like on meat day, right? You've already been through squats. So you're already, you know, a little bit tired from that. And depending on how you did mentally, you may be in a good space or not. Um, you get to bench. And again, for me, that's not necessarily my strongest. So I'm already feeling a little bit of anxiety. Um, and my first, my first um, attempt, which was super easy, um, I got out there and the guy was like, do you want to lift off? And I'm like, no, because I'd never practiced with one. Yeah, failed it. Right. And I was just like, what the fuck? So, you know, and I got myself back together. But now I make sure that, you know, um, as I get deeper into training, I always, always, always practice getting a lift off if, if at all possible. So yeah. you really want to go, you really want to try to recreate those meat conditions as much as possible, especially as you get closer. If you can have a friend come to the gym with you and practice commands, do it. You know, if you have to do it kind of in your head, that's fine too. But really, 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 you know, the more sort of anxiety and like nervousness about the unknown that you can eliminate, you're going to go into your meat that much more confident. So, um, so yeah, that's really important. <laughs> some, some, some words of advice on this whole liftoff thing, because I hear people talk about this all the time. So number one, you know, you don't have to have a liftoff in a meat. You don't, mm -mm. you absolutely don't have to. Um, but like Bree said, you never know how much energy you're expending. I know right. when I get to the top end of my bench, which is for me significantly over my body weight. Mm -hmm. If I, I can I unrack it? If I have to, yes. Yes. But I am so fucking tired that mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. don't really have as much control over the bar as right. I do when I have a handoff. Now, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. one thing to keep in mind with handoffs that I've learned over the last year or so. A lot of us get really picky about who gives us handoffs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Don't be. Don't be. Mm -hmm. Don't have one favorite who does it at the gym. Don't have one person. Don't have your boyfriend do it or your husband do it. Because you don't know who's going to do because it that you day. Don't, and a, there are certain federations and certain times where there may be one person who's designated to do the handoffs. Yes, coaches were and not allowed to do it. Your coaches, at, um, if your coach can't do it, your handler can't do it, then you're dealing with whoever... You're, you're talking to on the other side of that right. bar that day and yep. you can give all the instructions you want, but if they don't understand your instructions or they just give a different level of power or mm -hmm. hold than you're used to, you need to know how to correct for that. That's so a very good point. Don't get attached. I used to be super attached to my spotters and I've had so many people and I think they do it because I'm female and my bench is pretty heavy or more, he mm -hmm. or heavier than they expect from a, from a, an older woman. I don't want to say right. I'm old, but I think right. usually if you tell someone I'm 38 years old and, and I'm, you know, benching, blah, blah, blah. People are like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I get all right. these people who apologize for shitty handoffs. Give me the shitty handoff. It's okay. Right. Because 
If, you got to learn because how to I've got to learn how to adjust for it. Now, the only mm-hmm. time that I might say uh, no is if someone is taking so much weight off the bar that when I when they release the bar at handoff that I'm basically clunking into the bench. Right. But right. I really I hear people always saying, and I know we're talking about hacks. It's funny because the handoff itself is a hack, but. Mm-hmm don't get picky about who does it like you yes. know yeah sure there are people who will totally give you the best handoff in the world mm-hmm. but if you get the shittiest handoff ever in mm-hmm. a meet, you want to know what to do with that like i right. literally had a guy give me a handoff once not obviously not in a meet but in the gym where he basically picked me up off the bench he was so strong that he picked my he pulled my lats off the bench mm. He, not because he was trying to be malicious, but because the bar between the bar, or the weight on the bar and me, it was maybe 300 pounds. And I've seen him row almost 350. Right. So he just right. wasn't really putting two and two together to think about yeah. the fact that it wasn't a particularly heavy bar. And he lifted me up. Off the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to learn how to adjust for those things. So there's yeah. that on a related hack about commands and things. Um, you can also record them. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and play them in your headphones or on something, you know, over speakers in the gym. That's one other right. way to do that. And here's a great hack, not necessarily for meat conditions, but for training. If you are doing squats, bench, anything with long counts or pauses, or if you're doing, you know, slow descent pause, um, mm-hmm. squats or anything like that, buy a metronome or get a metronome app. Oh. One that is adjustable, because um, you can go TikTok, TikTok, or TikTok. Right. And for folks that don't know who that is or don't have any exposure to music yeah. or didn't play instruments, it's basically a, an instrument that you can use to kind of help you keep like your timing. So if you're doing something in three fourths time or whatever, there's like a, a clicking sound that yep. that happens. It's like something like a what are those things? They're almost like little like uh, relaxation things where that ball kind of goes yes. back and forth and makes a click clack sound. And so that's what a, a metronome is. Ex- what she was talking right, about. Except, that is such a except great it would idea. be in an app form and it would right. be, it would probably most of them that I've seen either look like one bar on the screen that ticks back and forth mm-hmm. or it looks like a stopwatch, but there's no timing on it. Um, that is a really amazing tip. I will oh my tell God, you I'm gonna... who I got that from because he deserves a shout out because he's a super crazy strong lifter and he's a smart kid. Um, his name's Matt Jones. He trains at my gym and he is a weightlifter. He used to be a powerlifter. Mm-hmm. And I was watching him train one day and I was doing counts for him. And, you know, right. he was like, Oh, your counts are great. And then I turned around and I was like, Okay, wait, am I supposed to be low key insulted because you're now using this app? And he said, No, it's just easier because right. it never changes. I don't, yeah. the metronome is not going to change. Once you tell it what you want it to do, how fast you want it to go, that count never changes. Whereas me, I might be one, two, three right. and feel and like next time you might be like one, one two, two three <laughs> you know and you think you're doing the same thing but you aren't necessarily so that yeah. is another huge hack matt that like is probably the that's so funny because he's 18 years old but he's one of the best athletes i've ever seen and that is the best advice he's ever given me that is, dope. is I love that. get a metronome there are definitely apps for that on the phone mm-hmm. um, they should there definitely should be free apps for that but it's right. great for anything where you need to count um pauses yeah if you're doing tempo squats or pause bench that is dope i love that 
Um, that was really good. I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up after we uh, finish up here. <laughs> um, so this kind of speaks to so anyway to sum all of that up. You definitely want to make sure that you are practicing in every sort of condition possible. If you have the opportunity to go to a gym that's hella small and hella crowded and there's like a little teeny tiny platform, practice there because you again you never necessarily know where you're gonna be when a meet happens. And to that same end, um, and this may seem obvious, it wasn't obvious to me. I don't know why, but if you are deciding to do a meet or you're planning to prep for a meet and you happen to go to, you know, you have your racks or whatever in your gym and your racks are facing a mirror, start turning away from the mirror because you ain't gonna have no mirror on the platform and you really have to, it really forces that mind body connection to figure out how you can feel like where your depth is because I think it comes into play mostly with your squats and so you really you really want to make sure that you are you know you can you can get the feel of like okay I think I'm hitting depth because you know my butt clenches a certain way or I'm doing this like if you're doing it in a mirror all the time a you're going to be more focused probably on what you look like because I know I was like oh shit I need to shave my legs um (laughs) or you're gonna like you know, mirrors can play tricks on you. So you're going to be like, Oh, I'm totally hitting depth and you're not. So start practicing, turn your body away from the mirror. Um, and you know, really start allowing yourself and your you're allowing your mind and your body to kind of get you to where you need to be. Um, Oh, speaking of commercial gym hacks. Um, so as most of us probably have figured out, if you're in a commercial gym, especially one like an LA fitness, mm-hmm. the benches are nowhere near as wide as a competition bench and they usually freaking suck and they're slippery. If you have not learned by now that you can wrap bands around the bench to make the bench sticky, no. that will help you a lot. Oh my God. It won't why make am it, I, girl, why am I taking notes? It won't make your life, it won't make the bench any wider. Will not do mm-hmm. that. But if you can get some flatter bands and wrap mm-hmm. them lengthwise or whatever works for you, some I've seen people do it horizontally. I have never been able to get them to work horizontally. Vertically works mm-hmm. better for me. Uh, that will at least give you some of the um, stickiness, if you want to call it that, of a competition mm-hmm. bench. There's mm-hmm. nothing you can do about the width at all. I had no idea that it was a, a narrower bench than the meat bench. Actually. I think you only notice it if you use a wide grip and a high arch. Ah, okay. Because I, I seriously, I, (laughs) which I have neither. So that's fine. (laughs) I seriously will roll like now if I bench the way I bench for competition purposes on a a standard regular gym bench, I literally will roll off the bench. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I I can't even get my lats and I know people have problems with this just because the Mm -hmm. bench are slippery, but narrow wise, I can't even get my lats back and tight enough to do my full arch Mm -hmm. on the Mm -hmm. width of a typical commercial bench so even if you're just doing you know a partial arch i i just train low arch when i train in a commercial gym but even for that it's slippery that that weird leathery plasticky Mm -hmm. vinyl stuff that they use to cover the benches is slippery that is not what competition benches feel like those are not what good gym benches feel like so uh with all that extra cushion and all that um yeah if you take bands that aren't exactly brand new and wrap them around the bench. That'll give you a little bit of traction, stickiness, Mm -hmm, things like mm -hmm. that. So two other things. um, And again, this goes back to two quick things that uh, came that that I thought about while you were talking. Um, And again, this goes back to, you know, practicing how you play. So two things, number one, um, 
<laughs> you know, you're going to, if you're working with someone, you know, with, with a coach, and hopefully if you're coaching yourself, you're, you're going to know your openers before you head to your meet, right? Um, if you are someone like me that does not math and <laughs> does not do, does not kilogram, I would strongly suggest either the last couple of weeks, you know, if you don't always, um, if you don't have kilogram plates or you don't always sort of convert it, start converting your numbers into kilograms. Definitely convert your numbers into kilograms like the day before or a couple of days before your meet. Because I will tell you, I think that's part of what ended up happening with my um, bench opener was that I, you know, I had my, you know, had my numbers and I was all excited. And, you know, you go and give them to the person before you get started. And I'm like, okay, well, here are my numbers. And she's like, okay, well, it's either going to be this or this because they do it in kilograms. And I was like, wait, what? So, and a lot of times there's, it's not an exact conversion. So it's either going to be a little bit under or a little bit over whatever it is in pounds. So you kind of have to make that last minute decision. Do you go a little bit under? Do you go a little bit over? Which can be nerve wracking, especially if you have no idea what you're doing. Um, and so when I gave my, you know, when I converted when she converted my bench and I was like, okay, well I'll go with a little bit under since this is, you know, an opener. It's my first time. And I think we got our signals crossed and it was a little bit over. So I wasn't expecting it to maybe be not that it was super heavy, but it was a little heavier than I thought it would be. And I was like, Oh shit. So make sure that you start practicing, you know, your, um, you know, conversions, you know, a few weeks out um, prior to doing that. The other thing too, that I did not think about and did not know about is when you um, are squatting and benching, I would, if at some point, you know, whether it's at the beginning or whether it's, you know, a couple of days before, take a tape measure so you can figure out what your heights are. That was the other thing I had no idea that I was yeah. going to need to do. And if you right? don't know your heights, at, like on number wise, like inches wise, at least if you can get someplace that has a competition style bench, right? Um, figure out approximately where the yeah. holes are. Like I yes. know I for bench, I sit at, go ahead and laugh at me, people. I sit at three. There are, mm-hmm, I am mm-hmm. like, I basically don't even need <laughs> yeah. any pins. Mm-hmm, um, I'm mm-hmm. so short. I don't need any pins. Um, but even if you don't know, but definitely if you've never seen, if this is your first meet and you've never seen a competition bench or anything like that, I strongly recommend, this is not a hack, this is just straight up advice, find the gym closest to you that has that equipment and at least go right. look at it so yeah. that you're not sitting there. I watched someone do this at a meet recently. They had never been anywhere near anything powerlifting related and they didn't know what the bench looked like. They were expecting mm-hmm. basically a gym mm-hmm. bench set up and you know, what the squat rack would look like. They were expecting either, I think they were expecting a... Um, monolift which is not what you would use in most federations Mm -hmm. um, for usapl or uspa i don't think uspa uses monoliths that i know of um and they had never seen you know they just have never seen a powerlifting rack so right if you have not seen that and this is your first meet or your first exposure and you've never attended a meet Mm -hmm. get the to a gym there's there unless you live way way out and you can't get to it i would say take advantage of anything close to you where you can at least take a look at it yeah because it's very different and again it's not a huge deal well it's not a huge deal in the sense that you know once you get there they're like okay you form a line and then you basically go up on the platform to test to see what your heights are now that's fine but 
you're already nervous. You're like, oh my God, am I going to have enough time? Am I going to be able to figure this out? You know, is it going to be the right height? You know, because there's so many people in line, you may not necessarily want to be like, okay, it's here. Let me adjust it because that doesn't work. And you may just go with the first thing, which may not be the best for you. So again, anything that you can, you know, any anxiety that you can take away the day of, you know, and do it in advance, it's always a good thing. I mean, hell, if, if nothing else, get online and Google, like you can literally at least see pictures of what a typical competition rack looks like. So you'll know, okay, well, this is what it looks like. And these are the measurements. And how does that compare to the rack or the bench that I'm using at the gym? So um, I would definitely, definitely recommend that. Um, the other thing that, um, and this is more, I think, of a mental hack, um, and this was something that I've kind of gone back and forth about. So, especially with bench, but if you are someone who, again, is a little bit nervous as you kind of progress in, in weight, or you, know, you have one lift that's not as strong as the other, um, and but and you're still in the phase where you're trying to just get stronger and get up to the next weight. I have found it incredibly helpful to actually use um, the smaller plates to add weight to the bar. And let me tell you why. So especially with bench, right? Again, that's, you know, that's kind of my thing. So as I was starting to be able to increase my bench a little bit, you know, you have the 25 pound plates, you have the 35 pound plates, they're nice and small. It's just something about putting in big ass 45s on the end of that <laughs> bar that is that was just so intimidating to me. Like, I don't know what it was. And even, <clears throat> it, you know, when I knew that I could I could get 135, like it just was something about seeing them big ass plates that would freak me out every single time. But I kind of felt like, no, I have to be hardcore. I have to use the big plates, blah, 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 blah. And so, you know, that's kind of what I, I just... I just kind of sucked it up, but it was always very, just like a very sort of anxiety driven, um, experience for me. But I found that using the smaller plates, it's the same amount of weight, you know what I mean? Because you're just using different increments for some reason, mentally, it just feels a little less challenging, right? So if you know that, you know, again, once you start getting up into 115, 135, you know, you start getting nervous, just keep the 35s on and just add a 10 on each side. It ain't that big of a deal, right? <laughs> yep. And, you know, again, it, it as far as exerting energy wise, it's not, you're not going to exert quite as much energy because obviously the 45s are going to be heavier than 35s or whatever. Um, so that might be something that just kind of helps you get over that hump. If, if you have kind of a mental block, just physically seeing those big ass plates. Right. Um, so that was something that, you know, I kind of changed a little bit with this training cycle, you know, now, obviously, again, when you go, when you start thinking about kind of recreating your experience, cause you don't really know how to meet, you know, what that iteration is going to look like. But as you're just trying to up your numbers, it's totally fine to just build it up with the smaller plates. Another so. similar piece of advice that has totally worked for me. And I swear it's the reason my bench is where it is. <laughs> Mm -hmm. If you have access to a powerlifting gym, and again, I totally recognize that that, that is a privileged thing. Mm -hmm. But if you do have access to a powerlifting gym and you don't know how to math, like I don't know how to math, I mm -hmm. kilogram math terribly, do the lift that you 
are most afraid of or most intimidated by? Do it in kilos. Mm. 60 kilos doesn't sound like it weighs anything. Oh my god. 70 kilos doesn't sound that. like 70 kilos doesn't sound like it weighs anything. Like it, it you know and don't math, don't learn how to math. Right. Don't learn how to math. I still to this day have no idea when I load my bench, I would say 9 times out of 10 I have no idea how much actual weight is on the bar. Mm-hmm. Every time I have PR'd in bench it's because I couldn't add and subtract. Girl, I am, you are dropping <laughs> gems tonight. I'm so, writing that down. If you have the ability to do so and you are in a gym that has kilogram plates and there's no kind of restriction on it, mm-hmm. I would say work as much as you can in kilos, partially because, A, that's what you're going to do at a meet. But aside exactly. from that, yeah. I know for me it is definitely, especially with deadlifting, I have serious anxiety issues, like full-on panic attacks about deadlifting. Mm-hmm. I after you put about three different colored plates on the bar, I have no idea how much that shit weighs. Right, I, I don't know exactly. I mean, I, it's so bad. This and this will. This is really funny. A couple weeks ago, I was in the gym and I was in there. It was, uh, I was bench. I was doing my overload benches and I was just mm-hmm. doing heavy holds. And then I had there was another girl in there with me and then two guys. And the guys, we ha- my gym for whatever reason has like nine million twenty five kilogram plates and only one set of twenty kilogram plates. Right. So one of the guys came over and I had I don't remember what I had on there, but. I had, I definitely had had, I had one set of red plates on the bar for bench. And he jokingly said, do you want me to put this? He was carrying a red plate. He's like, you want me to put these on your bar? And I was like, I was like, I'm almost there. Cause I looked at the right. thing and I was like, I think this almost equals that, that plate. And he looked at me, he was like, you do know that that's 264 pounds, right? And I was like, nope. <laughs> I mean, granted, I, granted, granted, I can, I can overload close to that, but it still was just funny because I genuinely nine times out of 10, if you put it in kilograms and just, and my old coach used to do this to me when I was really freaking out, he'd just load shit on the bar and not mm-hmm. tell me how much it weighed. Yeah, that's the best. And go, just go. And yes. I've heard from several coaches that, especially at my current gym that when they have someone who has a really hardcore mind block about pounds, Mm -hmm. I know one coach said that he had a lifter who came in and said, you know, I cannot deadlift more than 300 pounds. Mm -hmm. This is somebody who'd been lifting for years and he's like, I just can't get over 300 or 315, something like that. Right. And he said, okay, I hear you. We'll work towards it. We'll work towards it. And within the same session, what he did, he said, you know what, let's go over to the other side and we'll use the kilogram plates just because Mm -hmm. it's a little easier to load them because of the 25 kilogram plates. And he just threw, and the guy didn't know kilogram math because hell, most of us don't. Right. And he put like 350 on there Mm -hmm. and said, okay, go. Mm -hmm. And the guy assumed that it was probably in the neighborhood of 295, 300. And he bent over and he picked that shit up without even a second thought. Like it was nothing. Because he had no idea how much it weighed. So where you can play that mind game with yourself. Mm -hmm. I do that with my um, Special Olympics athletes all the time. Where you can play um, that. For that very same reason. I'm like, there's one guy and he, you know, is this weight so he starts to creep up. He's like, how much is that? How much is that? And I'm like, you know, and every time I tell him it's the same weight, I'm like, oh, it's 150. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's 150. And he's just be throwing up, you know, 225 on bench like it's nothing, you know. So, yeah, I mean, totally like our mind, I think sometimes, um, you know, will get in the way of, of us making progress, even though our body knows that we can do it. And to that same end, um, and this was something I picked up today just when I was doing a little bit of research that I hadn't thought about. And I know I've seen people do this before but I just wasn't really paying much attention. Um, 
in that same vein, if you find yourself trying to get to those heavier weights and, you know, you're feeling either, you know, nervous or, you know, the mind block or whatever, particularly with um, uh, squats, and I guess this kind of counts for bench too with holds, um, walk out a heavier weight. So let's say, you know, you know that, you know, you know, for a fact that you can, or let's say you're like nervous about doing, you know, 290, right? Um, and, and squatting down and you're just trying to envision it and it's just making you nervous, you know, and, and if you need to do it with a spotter, that's fine, but walk out like 305, just walk it out, stand there for a second or two. You know, if, if you feel like you can kind of do a, you know, one of the, one of those gym bro, like not even a horse spot, but just <laughs> slightly bend your knees, you know, reset, walk it back and put it down, you know, maybe once or twice when you get 290 on your back, it's going to feel super light. Yep. So that was something else that I, and I, like I said, I know that that's one of the reasons that people do holds with, with bench. Um, but I never thought about how that would translate into, um, squatting. Yep. It's very, so yeah. So, and again, it's just that mental mind shift. Like it, and it's like, it's almost like, you know, runners who run with weight vests on. Well, if you're running with a weight vest on and you know, you're sprinting or you're trying to run X, Y, and Z and get faster, when you take that vest off, you're going to be like, you know, fucking rocket fuel, right? Um, so that's another way that you can kind of get through if you're trying to just break through that mind shift of, you know, really getting into some whatever numbers might seem really heavy for you. Um, anything else? I feel like we've talked about so many things, got such great ideas. <laughs> we, I, th- I think we've covered a lot. I think, of course, there are always things that we all do for ourselves that just mm-hmm. work best for us. But I think we've covered so much and there are just so many little mind games you can play with yourself and things you can do to make your life easier. So I don't know that we need any more. I don't know. I think the only other, like just couple of random things that have been, have worked really well for me in terms of, um, so one is time management, because again, you know, for folks out there who, you know, have a lot of other demands on their time, like for me, I can only train at the ass crack of dawn, right? For the most part. So, you know, I'm up at, you know, four, you know, I'm, I get to the gym, you know, 445. I literally have until maybe 630 to train, sometimes seven if I'm pushing it. Um, and so, but there are those times where I mismanage my time and I'm like, shit, what do I do now? So there's a couple of things that I do. Number one, you know, again, prioritize. So, you know, what is it that you're, what is it that's your priority at that point? Is it that you're trying to cut weight? Well, if you're trying to cut weight and that's, you know, kind of where you are, it might make more sense to maybe skip, you know, whatever the last part of your training or, or shave off, off a couple of sets so you can fit your cardio in because you know you have to do it and you know you're not going to get to it later and you're trying to cut weight. So always thinking about prioritizing what's most important for you. Um, the other thing that I do is, um, and this is really important too, as an old woman, <laughs> I always, you know, I tend to not give enough attention to mobility. So what I will do, and it's actually really helped in terms of just keeping me fluid when I'm doing my heavy lifts. So if I'm doing, um, you know, it's a heavy squat day. Um, yeah, I take a rest break, but during that rest break, I'm doing mobility stuff, right? I try to do a little bit, obviously I do a little bit warm up before I get started, but if I didn't get a chance to do enough, I'm 
I'm constantly doing it during my rest break. So I may foam roll for like 60 seconds and then rest for, you know, a minute or whatever. So, you know, and again, that saves me time. So I don't have to do it after I train. I can just get it done, you know, kill two birds with one stone. So those are just two things too, just in terms of um, time management that are also really helpful. And then the last final thing is, and again, this is goes back to let's say someone who is trying to establish a new habit or establish a new change in routine so for me i find that if you know i'm working with a coach and like again let's say i'm this this would more pertain a little bit more in the bodybuilding realm but i can see it coming into play now in powerlifting so let's say i'm working with a coach and i'm in in a prep quote unquote for whatever it is a meet or whatever and i you know have to cut weight or diet down right and um my programming is changing i i try not to do both of those at the same time yes so let's say for example that i know that you know there's going to be a reduction in calories for me and i'm going to get a new program so what i typically will do is i'll tackle the um the caloric reduction first just to kind of get myself kind of in the right space and then i'll do the new programming or vice versa. For some people, it may work differently. For some people, they may want to get the new programming going, you know, find their groove with that, you know, feel really good about, oh, I really like this program. I'm doing well with it. And then slowly start changing over their their nutrition or incorporating whatever changes, you know, if you're working with a coach is giving you. Um, I, I just find for me doing those things, you know, kind of easing into both um, at different times and even if it's just a matter of a couple of days it makes a huge difference i mean just like anytime you have three different new stimuli thrown at you at the same time it can be really overwhelming it also makes it easier to understand when your struggle is the new program versus the struggle is the caloric deficit yes because i know i've definitely made the mistake of doing both at the same time and then i can't tell what it doesn't matter whether i'm coaching myself or if i have a coach i can't say that i can't clearly state well, I'm struggling right now because we changed my program or we're struggling right now because we cut 200 calories and I need those 200 calories back. If you do one at a time, regardless of which order you do them in, it makes it a lot easier to tell because let's Mm -hmm. say you do do the caloric deficit first, which is usually my leaning is to do the caloric deficit first on my Mm -hmm. old programming. If my old programming falls over a cliff, like if I'm benching, I don't know, 180 or whatever, and then I drop my calories and all of a sudden I can't even push 160. Right. I can clearly tell my coach before we start this new programming, yo. Yeah. We Should I be reallocating my carb resources? Should I, right. do I need to, do, do we need to do something else? Um, is there another way to lay out this program? Because I saw a drastic drop in strength. And it's been my experience that for me, and again, this totally varies by coach and by individual, I need two weeks at a caloric deficit to know Mm -hmm. what it's going to do to my training. So again, doing both of those at the same time makes it impossible for me to know Mm -hmm. what is causing Mm -hmm. the problems. Right. Oh, I do have an important hack for the ladies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we have gentlemen listening. Gentlemen, this ain't for you, but if you hear it and it helps your girl, I was gonna say it might be one. might be good for your bae. Um, as annoying as it is, track your period, track your entire cycle, mm. track every bit of it, as much of mm-hmm. it as much of it as you can track. Track it. Track the symptoms. Track 
everything related to it because it does impact your strength and it's really helpful especially if you're doing dealing with a distance coach someone where you're doing most of your your feedback online right it is really helpful to be able to say as much as a lot of us don't like to tell our male coaches look man i'm bleeding from my vag and i'm tired right um, <laughs> right <laughs> sometimes you really do need to be able to give that clear cut. yeah like i know there have been sessions where i am sobbing the entire session i'm like what's mm-hmm. wrong with me <laughs> and then right. i realize oh shit yeah, I mean, I don't. I, we all know I've had a had a hysterectomy, so I don't actually bleed, but I still have my ovaries, so yeah. I have the hormonal flux the fluctuations right. that everyone else does. And I'll say, "Oh shit, I'm PMSing," right. or right, right, right. I'll go or, in the gym and my belt doesn't fit anymore. Yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck did I gain thirty pounds? No, right. I was just about to say, or when you know when I was um you know dieting down for my you know last bodybuilding show that never happened. I was like, he was like, so you you, you gained twelve pounds, boo. <laughs> And, you know, I'm like, yeah, but my cycle. So, yeah, it's definitely helpful to just be mindful of all of those sort of outside influences, whether it's your cycle, whether it's your regularity, because that that can definitely impact. Again, if you are, you know, trying to make some changes with respect to, you know, your body fat, um, you know, if you're not pooping, it's going to be a problem. So, you know, just definitely, um, like D said, just just be mindful of those there things. There are too. apps for all of that. There are toilet tracking apps. There are yeah. period tracking apps. Well, I don't know if it's and toilet it, tracking, but poop tracking. It's an it's an <laughs> it's a oh lord. <laughs> track my toilet it's a hack because the more like data or the more data points that you can give to someone who's trying to help you on the front end it's just going to make it easier on the back end instead of having to backtrack and sort of recreate you know oh when was my cycle supposed to start or when did this happen or when was the last time i pooped you know knowing that stuff up front it just makes it easier for you know for yourself and for someone who may be um you know trying to help you reach a goal so that is all i have but girl i listen i feel like i have gotten some great information i'm going to go look for that metronome app and wrap my bands around the bench and convert to kilos and i'm gonna be i'm going to be in the house which means i am going to be getting all sorts of crazy text messages from brie at like five right at like six o'clock in the morning girl guess what i just did Exactly. because that that is really how we act y'all we do do that to yep. each other fairly often absolutely so, so it has been a pleasure <laughs> um again if you guys have any really cool hacks or things that have been helpful to you feel free to let us know hit us up um on our chocolate bar uh, is it chocolate bar life at gmail.com email um when you we know, post you the podcast if you want to right um you know check us out on itunes and soundcloud so also really check out our Twitter if you get a chance because um, there's a huge black podcasting community that is super amazing and you know they're really helpful in terms of getting the messaging out about you know these different um, you know sort of podcasts for black folk or people of color with respect to different types of interests exists and are out there so the more that we can you know get that exposure and you know let other women know that you know there are power you know power lifters out there there are crossfitters out there there are only weightlifters out there strong women that are doing the same thing going through the same things and you know just trying to find and build that community the better so you know hit us up on twitter you know leave a comment on itunes or soundcloud um it's just really really helpful and it'll help us be able to help you and 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 add more stuff to you know the things that we're trying to do and if there are guests that you want to hear from yes let us know we have some let us know we've been working on scheduling a 
ton of people that we have come across on social media and we'll put calls out for people also or topics that we need Mm -hmm. guests for because i know and i'm sure brie knows that we don't you guys don't always want to hear us talk right and we're not experts in anything at all like we literally know nothing pretty much and petty and wine and snacks and dogs Um, we're good at dogs and dogs Yeah. yeah so that's pretty much it so we are not above you know pulling you know people in that can really talk to um the topics that are of interest to you so yeah let us know um but anyway until next time um thank you for listening thank you for your support i'm brie i'm d see you at the bar bye bye